Manihtada, whoever is guided, whoever obtains guidance, فَإِنَّمَا يَحْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ Then indeed he only obtains guidance, he only finds guidance for who? For himself. Meaning he is the one who is going to be benefited by his guidance, by his improvement. Meaning, when a person changes his ways, when a person begins something good, then who's the first one who's going to benefit? He himself will. Because he's going to get the reward. He's not doing others a favor, rather he's doing a favor to who? Himself. Because when you're doing good, where is it being recorded? In your record. Who is it going to please? You. Who is it going to bring benefit to? You yourself. وَمَنْ And whoever errs, whoever goes astray, فَإِنَّمَا يَضِلُّ عَلَيْهَا Then he only errs against it. عَلَيْهَا Against it. Against who? Meaning it's nafs himself. Meaning only he is going to suffer. Because sometimes it happens that we do good to please others. So that they can be happy. And they can give us a stamp of approval. Or we're doing bad just to show to others that we don't care about them. But you know what? It will not make a difference to your mother. It will not make a difference to anybody when you do something good, when you do something evil. Because ultimately, who's going to benefit and who's going to suffer from harm? You, yourself. Each person is responsible for himself. فَإِنَّمَا يَضِلُّ عَلَيْهَا وَلَا تَزِرُوا and it will not bear who waziratun any bearer of burden wizra ukhra the burden of another no person is going to come and carry the sins of another individual each person is responsible for who for himself so don't do a favor to anybody by sinning for their sake this is not a favor for them this is what causing loss to your own self because tomorrow they're not going to come and carry the burden of sin for you. It's going to be on your back. And it's a burden because sins are burden. وَمَا كُنَّا مُعَذِّبِينَ And we are never going to punish حَتَّى until نَبْعَثَ رَسُولًا We send a messenger. Meaning, no people are punished except after they are warned. Warned through who? Through a messenger. So, what do we learn from this ayah? That when a person does something good, when a person does something evil, he is responsible. Because at the end, he's going to face the consequences. He's going to suffer or he's going to enjoy. And when a person does something wrong, he cannot blame it on another individual. He cannot blame it on another individual and say that you carry the sin for me because you told me to do it. Or you encouraged me to do it. No, each person is responsible for himself. You have to look out for yourself. Sometimes we depend on other people. We depend on other people. That they should push us to do something good. They should tell us to do something good. So for example, it's time for prayer. Why are we sitting and waiting for somebody to come and tell us, get up and pray? Take responsibility of yourself. Because you have to face your consequences. In Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 104, Allah says, Whoever will see, meaning some good, and he will accept iman, then it's for the benefit of his own soul. And whoever becomes blind, then he does harm to himself. And when we wish, when we intend, meaning when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intends, that we should destroy, 
قَرْيَةً A city, a town, meaning a people. When we intend to destroy a nation, and why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would intend to punish a people? Destroy them? Why? Because they are increasing in their fasad. Each individual, each people have been given a time. And that time eventually will come to an end. Right? So when a person is increasing in his evil, when a nation is increasing in their evil, in their fasad, then what do they deserve? Halak. But even before that, even before the punishment comes upon them, what happens? Amarna mutrafiha. Amarna, we command, we order. Who? Mutrafiha. It's mutraf people. Mutrafi is actually mutrafin. Plural of mutraf. Singular form is mutraf. And mutrafin, mutraf, who are they? Those who are living in itraf. What is itraf? Itraf is basically to live in luxury. To live a life of ease, to live a life of comfort, to have a lot of free time. And this is what happens with so many people. That they have so much free time because everything is being done for them. They're living in luxury. Every moment is a moment of enjoyment. Which is why if one thing goes wrong, they become so upset. So these are mutraf people. So Allah says that He orders the mutraf people of Ha. What does Ha refer to? The qariya, the people. Meaning the elite, the rich, the people of influence. They are ordered. They are ordered. Amarna mutrafiha. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala order them to do? To change their ways. To create a positive change in society. Because who are the leaders? Who are people of influence in general? Those with money and those with power. Right? So they're the ones who are commanded to change their ways. Because if they will change their ways, then who else will change their ways? The followers. Everybody else will. If they improve, they will set a trend. And when they will set a trend, what will happen? The entire society will follow. So, amurna mutrafiha. And this is the reason why the prophets, when they were sent to their nations, who did they convey the message to? Everybody. Including... Including who? The influential people. The Prophet ﷺ spoke to the leaders. He spoke to his family members. Right? He spoke to the tribesmen, the chiefs. Why? Because if they believe, then everybody else will follow. So, amarna mutrafiha. However, generally, what happened? The people of influence, did they change? No. Instead, they became the main opponents of the Prophet's in the ninth years, what did we learn over and over again? Qala al-mala'u, qala al-mala'u, qala al-mala'u. Right? The chiefs, the elite, the rich, the people of power, the people of influence, they oppose the prophets. So, amarna mutrafiha, and the mutraf people, what did they do? Fafasaqu fiha. They did a lot of fisk in their qariya. Meaning, instead of changing their ways, they increased in their fasad. They increased in fisk. What is fisk? To cross the limits, to cross the bounds, to commit sin, to transgress. So this is what they did. They defiantly disobeyed. فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهَا الْقَوْلِ And when this last chance that was given to them, they didn't take advantage of it, what happened? فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهَا الْقَوْلِ The قَوْلِ The word. Which word? The word of punishment. كَلِمَ عَذَاب The sentence of punishment. It حَقَّ Meaning it became deserving for them. 
it was proven for them it came into effect upon them meaning now they really deserved punishment فَدَمَّرْنَاهَا تَدْمِيرًا And so we destroyed it with complete destruction. Notice the word tadmir. We did the word tatbir earlier. And this is tadmir. And tadmir, dal mim ra. Dammara yudammiru tadmir. This is also used for total destruction, total devastation. And it's like, you know, a brick colliding with another brick. Literally no structure remains. No structure remains. Like the entire building is raised down. Completely destroyed. So damarnaha tadmira, nothing of theirs remained. Their homes destroyed, their structures destroyed, their systems finished. All those complicated structures that they had made, all destroyed. Fadamarnaha tadmira. Now what's the lesson in this ayah? That in the previous ayah we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would never punish a people until He sends to them a messenger. So this shows that whenever people were in need of guidance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers, sent warners. But typically, what was the reaction of the people? Accepting that guidance, that warning? No. Instead of accepting, opposing the messengers. And when they did that, then their people also blindly followed them. And when their people also blindly followed them, the entire nation is going off track, then what happened? The punishment became necessary. So basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not punish people for no reason. For no reason. No. A person brings it upon himself. Sometimes we say things like, you know what, I'm meant to be evil. I'm meant to be bad. I'm meant to be sinful. So I'm just bad. I've accepted it. I'm never going to change. I'm never going to improve. No. Don't say that about yourself. The thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not force any person to become evil. He gives us many chances. He gives us guidance. He gives us warnings. He makes us go through ups and downs in life. Why? So that we turn to Him. But some people, instead of turning to Him, what do they do? They increase in their disobedience. They go farther and farther away from the truth. And what happens? When they're punished, then whose fault was it? Whose fault was it? Who is to blame? They themselves. So in other words, on the Day of Judgment, nobody can say, Ya Allah, this is unfair. No. You were given your time. You were given your freedom. You were given your choices. You were given so many opportunities. You were given knowledge. You were given so many chances to repent, to improve. But you did not avail them. So on the day of judgment, don't blame anybody. In this life also, don't blame anybody but yourself. So if a person is in trouble, whose fault is it? It's their own fault. وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنَ الْقُرُونَ And how many we have destroyed of قُرُون قُرُون, plural of قَرْن And what is قَرْن? Generation, the people of a time So for example, all of us right now, we are living at the same time So we are a قَرْن, a generation Some have said that a قَرْن is a period of a hundred years So all the people who have lived through a hundred years, what are they? A قَرْن so how many generations we have destroyed min ba'di Nuhin after Nuh alayhi salam? Because the time between Adam alayhi salam and Nuh alayhi salam, people were upon fitra, they were upon guidance. And how many qurun were there? Ten. Because it is said that a thousand years were between Adam alayhi salam and Nuh alayhi salam. However, after Nuh alayhi salam, what happened? Messenger after messenger. Right? Why? Because people kept going astray, kept going astray. So 
how many nations we have destroyed after Nuh a.s. وَكَفَى بِرَبِّكَ And sufficient is your Lord بِذُنُوبِ عِبَادِهِ With the sins of His servants خَبِيرًا بَصِيرًا خَبِيرًا aware بَصِيرًا Seeing Meaning, even if we don't know about those nations about the crimes of those nations we never witnessed their sins we don't even know what they did you know what? Allah knows and that is sufficient So what do we see in this ayah? That from the time of Nuh up until today, what happened? People were given warnings, but they did not pay heed. They did not change. Why are we being told about this? Why are we being told about this? Exactly, to check ourselves. Are we given warnings in our life? Yeah? That when you do something wrong, something happens. You're made to face the consequences. What's the lesson in that? Change yourself. Improve yourself. Check yourself. Why did this happen? And don't repeat the same mistake again. You know like, once there was a man who was caught stealing something at the time of Umar anhu, And Punishment was to be implemented on that man. And that man said, Please let me go. Please forgive me. This is the first time I made this mistake and I'll never do it again. Have you heard that? Many times people say this. First time I did it, I'll never do it again. Umar who said, No. It's not possible that you do something wrong for the first time and you are caught. No. Because what is Allah's way? That a person does something wrong once, he's given another chance. And that person is given another chance. Another chance. And when he persists, then what happens? Then he is caught. When Einstein accidentally generated the formula of atom bomb, when he realized that, that what he did, then he burnt his finger. Okay, so? So like, he was basically a soft-hearted person. But when he realized what he did for, like, um, for the people, then there is no use of now crying on that one. Yeah. So it happens that when a person does something wrong once, twice, he's not immediately caught. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him one chance, another chance, another chance. Why? So that a person can change himself. He can change himself. But when he does not change himself, then eventually, ultimately he is caught. So on the day of judgment, when a person sees his deeds before him, and he sees oh, so many mistakes, so many wrong things, that was not the only time. We were given many, many chances. وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنَ الْقُرُونِ مِنْ بَعْدِ نُوحِ And the thing is that وَكَفَى بِرَبِّكَ بِذُنُوبِ عِبَادِي خَبِيرًا بَصِيرًا The fact that Allah is watching us and the fact that He knows our sins, that is enough. Because sometimes what happens is that certain individuals, they are good always. You know, in the sense that in private and in public. Certain other people, what happens with them is that they have a very good public image, but in private, they do whatever they want to. All that they're concerned about is people should only know something good about me. They should not know anything bad about me. So they hide their faults from people. They hide their mistakes from people. They become a different person in front of other people. But does Allah know about their sins? Does Allah know about their mistakes? Yes. Because Allah watches us whether we are with people or alone. Then there are some other people who may have a very bad reputation. 
Why? Because of the rumors that have spread about them. Or because of the false things that have been publicized about them. But in private, they are a good individual. So who knows the reality of every person, their deeds? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَفَى بِرَبِّكَ بِذُنُوبِ عِبَادِهِ خَبِيرًا بَصِيرًا Allah knows where we stand. He knows what is in our hearts, even if other people don't know. So who should we fear? Truly, really, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What should we be concerned about? That our inside coincides with our outside. Because Allah knows the state of our heart and Allah knows the actions that we're doing. Allah knows how we are in public and how we are in private. وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ Realize, know that Allah is aware of what is in your heart. So fear Him. Allah knows what you do in private. So fear Him. مَنْ كَانَ Whoever is such that يُرِيدُ الْعَاجِلَةَ He intends the ajila. Whoever wants the ajila. What is ajila? Ajila? Ujla. Again, time is being mentioned. Ujla. What is ujla? To want something immediately. To not be able to wait for something. Al-ajila is that which is immediate. Meaning that which comes immediately. We have ajila and akhirah. What is ajila? Dunya. Because in this world... You know, the reward is immediate. In the sense that, you know, if you, for example, cook some food, okay, or if you buy something, you can use it immediately. However, when it comes to akhirah, then what happens? You put some money in the sadaqah box, and then when will you get the reward? In the hereafter. In this world, what happens? You give some money to the cashier, and instantly, immediately, you get your stuff. But with akhirah it works the other way around. You give the money, but when will you get your stuff? When? On the day of judgment. So ajila is dunya. Why? Because it is immediate. It's instant. But notice the word ajila. It comes quickly, ajil, but it also goes quickly. It's not here to stay. And the akhirah, it comes late, but it will stay forever. So this is dunya, ajila. Comes quickly, goes quickly. It is fleeting. It is temporary. It is not permanent. So whoever wants ajila, whoever wants this world, he wants immediate gratification. What does Allah say? Ajalna lahu fiha. We will hasten for him in it. Meaning, we will give him quickly in this world what ma nasha'u, what we will. Not ma yasha'u, what he wills. Because there are many people who run after this world. But do they get everything they want? No. They don't. What do they get? Only that which Allah decides for them. Ma nasha'u. Liman nurid. For the one whom we want to give. It's not necessary that a person wants the dunya and he strives for it and he also gets it. No. لِمَن It's Allah's decision. ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ But this person, whose entire focus was the dunya, was this world, for him, is the dunya guaranteed? Is the dunya guaranteed? The person who's focused on the worldly benefits, are those worldly benefits guaranteed? No, they're not. Because Allah says, عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَن 
It's not guaranteed. But what is guaranteed for him? ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ Then we have made for him hell. يَصْلَاهَا In which he will burn. مَذْمُومًا madhura. مَذْمُومٌ Blameworthy. مدحور Banished. Driven away from Allah's mercy. Dunya is not guaranteed for him. But punishment in the akhirah, that is guaranteed for him. Earlier we learned that man is hasty. He wants immediate change. Likewise, typically what happens? Many people in this world, when they're doing something, they want immediate praise. They want immediate response. When they're going through a problem, they want an immediate solution. If they're doing something good, they want immediate satisfaction. They want immediate reward. If someone has done something bad, they want immediate revenge. They don't want to leave the matter to Allah, and they don't want to do sabr and get their reward in the akhirah. So what do we learn over here? The one who wants dunya, immediate gratification, his focus is dunya, then okay, some of it will be given to him. Not everything, not everything that he desires, not everything that he wants, only that which Allah allows for him. وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ But he who intends the akhirah. His intention, his goal, his focus is what? The afterlife, al-akhirah. But he doesn't just stop there. Yeah, yeah, of course I want Jannah. Oh Allah, please give me Jannah. No, it's not just a wish. Wasa'alaha. And he strives for it. Sa'yaha, it's striving. Meaning the striving that akhirah deserves. The effort that the home of the hereafter deserves. وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ While he is a believer, meaning iman is also a condition. فَأُولَٰئِكَ Then yes, it is those people, كَانَ سَعِيهُمْ مَشْكُورًا whose sa'i, whose striving will be appreciated. Meaning, it will be appreciated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's two ways of living that are mentioned over here. One way is that a person, his entire focus is this world. I want a home now. I want to be the best now. I want to be rich now. I want to enjoy this food and that food now. I want to experience this and that now. He's not willing to give up anything for this world. This world is the focus. So deen, it becomes second priority. So if he wants a house, he says, yeah, I want a house. I don't care if I acquire it through lawful means or haram means. I don't care. I want a house now. Ajila. I want to eat you know, sandwich right now. And yes, there is no halal restaurant over here. I don't care. I want it now. Ajila. He's not willing to delay. He's not willing to defer. He's not willing to give up anything. He wants it now. So the one whose focus is the dunya, then what does Allah say? He can have some of it, some of the dunya. But how much? As much as Allah wants, as much as Allah wills. But... What is guaranteed for him in the hereafter? Punishment. Then there is another way of living. And what is that? That yes, I want to have fun. And I want to enjoy also. But if it's halal, I'll do it now. But if it's haram, I won't do it now. And I'll delay it till later. I'll delay it till Jannah. You know, sometimes when you see these huge, beautiful lakes... And honestly, when you see them, you're like, I want to swim in it. I really want to. But where's that beach that you can go to and take off your hijab and swim easily? You can't do that. 
It's difficult. If you want to observe your proper hijab, it's not possible. So one is that you say, I want to experience this now. And the other is that you say, it's okay, if I don't get this opportunity here, khair inshallah, in Jannah also there are many anhar, better anhar. Right? I'll do it there, I'll do it later. Certain drinks, very, very tempting. Very tempting. But what do you tell yourself? Not now, later. Al-Akhirah. Assalamu alaikum. When I had my first three daughters, I remember when they were younger, two of them used to like to get their stuff right away. And one of them used to like to get whenever we think it's right. So always, the one who always waited used to end up the good things. And I remember my husband and I, we used to say, you know, because of the sabr she has, yes. she ends up the good thing. Yeah. And uh, it's so true. This is saying. very true. Very true. Just yesterday, actually, we were walking outside and I found a huge leaf. So I gave it to my son. And um, it was big. And then I picked up another one. It was small. And he said, I'll keep the big one. And I'll give the small one to my sister. And I said, but you should give better things to others. So anyway, I was like, never mind. He's a kid. Leave him. Ignore. As we were walking home, I found another leaf that was much bigger. So now the poor child is like, I already claimed a big leaf, and now we have another bigger leaf. Hmm? So this is human nature, that when you see something good, you want it immediately for yourself. You're not willing to give it up for the sake of others, for the sake of akhirah. But the thing is that the one who does sabr, and he prefers the akhirah, he says, it's okay, Allah will give me better. I can delay it till akhirah. Then what happens? Obviously the reward that Allah has is much better than the reward in this dunya than anything that you could get. So one way of living is being dunya focused. And the other way of living is being akhirah focused. Giving importance, priority to the akhirah. But the one who's focused on the akhirah, he doesn't just sit back and relax. No. Sa'a. He does sa'i. Just as the people who seek dunya, the people who want to achieve higher and higher goals in this dunya, do they sit back and relax? Do they? No. Five in the morning, they're in a gym. Seven o'clock, they're working. In the evening, again, they have meeting after meeting. Why? Because they want to go high in life. So likewise, the one who wants the akhirah, sa'a laha sa'yaha. He must do the required sa'i. He must put in the required effort. You see, to accomplish any goal, there is a required effort. So for example, if you want to open a jar, if you want to open a jar, how much effort do you need to put in? As much as you would in order to turn a doorknob? Yeah? No. Much more than that. Right? Likewise, if you want to climb high up to the ceiling in order to fix something, what are you going to use? A chair? A table? If you do that, are you going to reach up the ceiling to change the light bulb? Can you do that? You can't. In order to reach the ceiling, what do you need? A ladder. So likewise, in order to get the result in the akhirah, the reward in the akhirah, greater reward, what do you need? Sa'alaha sa'yaha. You need to put in the required effort. In order to enter a particular program in the university, can you go with your marks in the 50s and the 60s? No, you need a certain average. You need a certain percentage. In order to graduate, 
in order to graduate, don't you need a certain mark? Right? A bare minimum? It must be there. Otherwise, you cannot graduate. So likewise, the akhirah also requires certain sa'i. وَسَعَالَهَا سَعِيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ Iman is also a condition. Because there are many people who believe in the concept of afterlife, who are preparing for afterlife, but without iman. They don't believe in Allah. They don't believe in Allah the way they should. They don't believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So their efforts, not valid. فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا But those who do the right sari with iman, then their effort will be appreciated, meaning it will be accepted by Allah. Now remember that this required effort, سَعَلَهَا سَعْيَهَا This is both in quantity and quality. Both in quantity and quality. Like for example, a person who wishes to go to Jannah, he better have performed certain good deeds. The quantity should be there. And likewise, it's not just the number of good deeds that matters. What matters is also the quality. With what intention? With what feeling? Did he perform that deed? So that also matters. سَعَلَهَا سَعْيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا Allah says, كُلًّا نُمِدُّ كُلًّا To each, meaning to each group, to all. نُمِدُّ We extend, meaning we extend provision to them. Each person is given opportunities. Each person is given rizq. Each person is given life. Each person is given abilities. Who? هَؤُلَاءِ These, meaning the dunya seekers. وَهَؤُلَاءِ And these, meaning the akhirah seekers. Whether a person wants the dunya, or he wants the akhirah. Each person, he has been given something by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, those who aim for the dunya, do they have a physical body? Yeah. And those who aim for the akhirah, do they have a nose and eyes and hands and feet? Yeah. They both have been given bodies. Have they both been given time? Yes. Have they both been given resources? Yes. Have they both been given physical ability? Yes. Each person is granted. Yes, some are granted less and some are granted more. There is a difference. But each person is given something or the other. But it's up to us what we seek with what we have been given. Do we seek this transitory, fleeting, temporary dunya? Or do we seek the akhirah? What do we seek? What do we invest our abilities in? What is it that we invest our time in? That choice, that freedom is ours. Allah gave to everyone something or the other. Now it's up to us what we earn with it. So for example, two children, they're both given a hundred dollars each. And they're told, go buy anything you want. So one child goes to bulk barn, And he's like, yeah, candy, candy, candy. Hundred dollars he spends in candy. And what happens? He comes home and he eats as much candy as he can. And then he's having a stomachache or he's throwing up. But he's still too greedy to give his candy away. He keeps it. And then he has to get so many fillings in his teeth, whatever. He used that hundred dollars to buy candy. Okay? And the other child, what does he do with that hundred dollars? He says, you know what? I have some money saved up. I'm going to use this hundred dollars for that and I'm going to go buy an iPod. Whose decision do you think was wiser? Both were given an equal amount. Right? 
one person is buying garbage and the other person is buying something that's going to be beneficial. Some people, what happens with their money? It comes in and it goes out. Comes in and goes out. And other people, when their money comes in, they save some of it. They use it wisely. Right? In the mall, what happens? There's a huge sale. And what happens? There are people, some people with nothing, and some people with so many bags that they have to keep going to the car to put the stuff. It's the same mall. Same deals. Some people take more advantage and other people take less advantage. What's the difference? The difference is in what you want, what you desire and your vision. What do you see? And what do you choose? Each person is given 24 hours in a day. One person spends his entire day waiting, waiting, waiting. Once his class is over, and once we go home, and once so-and-so comes back, and then once this happens, then I'll do something, then I'll do something. And the next thing you know, the day is over. And other people, that same day, they make so much of it. Why? Because they don't spend that day waiting, they spend that day doing something. So, كُلَّنْ نُمِدُّ هَاُولَاءِ وَهَاُولَاءِ Each person has been given some of this dunya. Time, money, energy, abilities. Think about it. What are we earning with it? Are we earning just the dunya that we're going to consume and that's going to remain behind? Or are we using it to earn the home of the hereafter? كُلَّنْ نُمِدُّ هَاُولَاءِ وَهَاُولَاءِ مِنْ عَطَاءِ رَبِّكَ From the favor of your Lord, from the gift of your Lord. Because really this dunya is a gift. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first He created us. And then He has given us so much so that we can earn reward in the akhirah. We can do something so that we can earn reward in the akhirah. Like for example, money. Allah is the one who gives it to us. Why? So that we give it to Him so that we can get Jannah. Did we make that money ourselves? Did we get it ourselves? Allah provided us to us. Yes, through means, but He is the one who gave us that wealth. So really, it is عطاء. It is a favor of your Lord. وَمَا كَانَ عَطَاءُ رَبِّكَ مَحْلُورًا And the gift of your Lord, it is not at all mahlur. Mahlur from حَضَارَ That which is restricted. Meaning it is not restricted to just people who want the akhirah. No. This rizq, this ata is given to those who seek the dunya and also those who seek the akhirah. So each person, regardless of what he is aiming for, is supplied with opportunities, with provisions, etc. Each person is given time. It's up to us how we use them. It's up to us what we make of them. Unzur, look, kaifa how fadalna we have preferred ba'dahum some of them ala ba'd over others. Meaning, look, in this life, do you see any differences between people in the risk that they have been given and in the goals that they accomplish? Isn't it amazing how uh, you know sometimes you find out uh, through some social media network that a particular individual who used to go to high school with you, now they are in med school. Last year. Hmm? And likewise you find out, or oh, that individual, they, they've, they're doing nothing. They're doing nothing with their lives. Or another individual, how they have changed their way completely. They were something else and now they've become completely different. Right? So you see this difference. 
people were in the same class, same school. But then one person becomes one, and another person becomes someone else, and another person becomes someone else. One becomes a doctor, and one becomes a nurse. And one becomes a cleaner. Right? It's possible that all of them went to the same school. Do you see this variety in this world? Yes. Does it pinch you if you see that somebody is doing better than you? Does it pinch you? I went to the same school as her and she's about to graduate university and I am still not in. I used to be in a grade ahead of her and she's already a doctor. Or she's already you know, applying to such and such college for, you know, for further studies and so on and so forth. It pinches you when you see people getting ahead of you in life. When you see people ahead of you in life, it hurts you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Unzur, look, don't close your eyes over there. Look, see the difference. Accept it. That كَيْفَ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ How we have preferred some people over others. Two brothers. One is something else, and the other is someone else. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ But realize that surely the hereafter, it is أَكْبَرُ دَرَجَاتٍ Greater in degrees. وَأَكْبَرُ تَفْضِيلًا And greater in distinction. Meaning, in the akhirah, everybody is not going to be at the same level. Just as in this world, people are not all at the same level. Just because you went to the same school, doesn't mean all of you are going to be doing the same thing at the end. Just because you're from one family, doesn't mean all the children are going to be the same. No. Each person is going to be different. He's going to reach a different level. Depending on what? On his actions, on his efforts. Right? So in the akhirah also, some people will be in the high levels of paradise. And some people, yeah, they'll make it to paradise. And some people won't make it to paradise. They'll be in hellfire. And some people will be in the lowest levels of hellfire. There are darajat in jannah and there are darakat in hellfire. Levels in jannah and levels in hellfire. They won't all be at the same level. No. People will be given a designated level depending on their Deeds on what they have accomplished in life, on what they did with the time and with the abilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them. But you see, the differences in dunya, what happens? You can comfort yourself. It's okay, I'll try again. Or it's okay, this dunya is not forever. Or what happens? There is a huge difference between people financially. But they could both be wearing the same clothes. Possible. They both go into the gap and they buy the same clothes. Possible, right? Likewise, two people, huge difference in their status. However, both could be eating at the same restaurant. Possible. Both are sitting in the same plane next to each other. Right? Possible. However, in the akhirah, remember that the differences are huge. It's not a minor difference. It's going to be huge. Akbaru darajatin. Greater in terms of ranks. Meaning, in Jannah, you can really go high and high. And Akbaru Tafdila, this difference in distinction, that some are given more preference over others, this difference is going to be huge. How? That people of one level of paradise, when they will look at the people who are higher than them, it will seem to them like, 
you look at the stars from the earth. This is the difference. The difference between the levels of paradise is like the difference between between what? The earth and the sky. Just imagine. What a huge difference this is. وَأَكْبَرُ تَفْضِيلًا Just think of it this way. Anytime you feel that somebody's got more than you, if you get a hundred dollars from your mother, and your brother gets a hundred dollars from your mother and fifty dollars from the uncle, then what happens? Does it hurt? Why does he have more? Why not me? Why not me? It pinches us, it hurts us, it bothers us. And this is the reason why we're constantly in this you know, cycle that I have to have better than them. I have to do better than them. I have to accomplish more than them. This takasur, the struggle for increase. But what are we seeking? Dunya. And where is it going to stay? Here. What will remain? The akhirah. And the levels of the akhirah, we don't care about it. Just realize that if someone has memorized more Qur'an than you, they're going in a higher level of paradise than you. You know that? Because what do we learn? That a person will be told, read and ascend. So this is what we should be competing in. وَفِي ذَلِكَ فَلْيَتَنَافَسِ الْمُتَنَافِسُونَ This is what we should be competing in. This is what we should be racing for. If your sister goes and buys a new pair of shoes, what are you going to want? What are you going to want? A new pair of shoes as well. If you both go to the mall and she says, yeah, I just went and bought these socks, what are you going to say? I want them too. You got new socks, I want them too. Right? It pinches us to this degree. Little children, what happens with them? If one child is getting a candy, I want it too. That little candy for 50 cents, I want it too. And he'll throw a tantrum for it. How greedy are we for this world? But the akhirah, what importance do we give to it? What do we say? Yeah, it's okay. MashaAllah, they're doing such a good job. Yeah, my daughter has memorized 30 ages. How many surahs do I know? Yeah, maybe two or three. Maybe three or four. Why not me? Why is it that we are content with others getting ahead of us when it comes to the akhirah? But when it comes to the matters of dunya, we are not content. We want to be the best. We want to have the most. For this dunya, we are very greedy. And for the akhirah, we are not concerned. Allah tells us, Look, unzur, look, كَيْفَ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ الْآخِرَةُ أَكْبَرُ دَرَجَاتٍ وَأَكْبَرُ تَفْضِيلًا So do something now before it pinches you later. And also this shows to us that in the akhirah, every single deed matters. Every little bit matters. In this world, you know, it happens that for instance, two people, if they have marks that are very close to each other, average out. And both are given the same position. Both are awarded the same award. But in the akhirah, every bit matters. لا تجعل مع الله إلها آخر. Do not make with Allah another deity, another God. Meaning, do not set a partner with Allah. Do not worship anyone with Allah. Worship Allah alone. Why? Because if you do set a partner with Allah, فَتَقْعُدَ Then you shall sit. You shall remain. مَذْمُومًا Censured. مَخْذُولًا Forsaken. We read the word madmum earlier also. Dhamma. Dhamma is to blame someone. You know, to make them feel bad about what they've done. Guilty. Madmum. If you do shirk, then what will happen? You will be madmum. Meaning, it will be your own fault. 
you will have done something terrible. And the thing is that you will be makhdula. Makhdul, khadhalam. Khadhala. Khadhala is basically to abandon someone, to leave them without help. Makhdul is alladhi la nasira lahu. The one who has no helper. Nobody's there to help him. Nobody's willing to help him. He's been abandoned. So if a person does shirk with Allah, then what do we learn in this ayah? That he will be left alone to himself. Nobody to help him. Nobody to hear his screams. And nobody to show mercy to him. Nobody to rescue him. Makhdul, abandoned, neglected. In hadith we learn that on the day of judgment, in the gathering of hashr, when all people will be assembled, and as a hisab will be done, it will be said that each group of people should go with the one whom they worshipped. So the people who worshipped the sun, for example, will follow the sun. The people who worshipped a particular idol, they will follow the idol. The people who worshipped Fir'aun, meaning obeyed him to the degree of worship, because he said, right? He said, I am your God. So there were people who worshipped him. So they will follow Fir'aun. Each group of people will follow their God. And where will they be led to? Hellfire. Hellfire. Who's going to rescue them? Who's going to help them? Nobody. Makhdula. The one who turns to other than Allah. Then what happens? He is abandoned. Because Allah's help is no longer with him. And the one that he's seeking, the one that he turns to, how long can he maintain that relationship? Just for the time in this world. That's it. Because on the day of judgment, what will happen? All asbab, all connections will be cut off. But the one who worships Allah alone, the one whose goal, whose aim in life is to make Allah happy, to earn Allah's pleasure, then he will never be abandoned. He will never be alone. Because at the time of death even, when he will go all alone in akhirah, he will go all alone through that door of death, what will happen? Angels will come and tell that person, لَا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا Don't have fear and don't grieve. وَأَبْشِرُوا Be happy with the good reward that that is promised to you. So the person who worships Allah alone, he will never be alone. And the person who worships other than Allah, he will forever be abandoned in hellfire to hear his screams, nobody to share his agony with, nobody to comfort him, nobody. Makhdula. And this is a very, very important thing. لا تجعل مع الله إلها آخر فتقعد مدموما مخذولا. What's the connection of this with the previous ayat? What's the connection of this with the previous ayat? Worshipping Allah alone is the key to success. And this in itself is a form of shirk. Yeah. And so this next ayah really like, you know. Exactly. That when we are focused on the dunya alone, that is our goal, then why? Why is it that we want immediate reward, immediate happiness, immediate pleasure? Because we think that if I delay the reward until akhirah, then who's going to be my friend today? We want friends, we want fame, we want acceptance. We want to please people. Right? So for example, for a particular individual, they fear that if I put a hijab on, then my friends will leave me. 
they will leave me. And it happens with some people. Literally, their friends move away from them just because they have put on a hijab. Right? Nobody wants to marry them. So it happens that this fear comes. If I obey Allah, if I seek the akhirah, I will suffer in my dunya. But the thing is, that no matter how much dunya you enjoy, no matter how many people you please, no matter how many worldly benefits you gain, it's all going to stay here. It's all going to stay here. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you have done for Allah. Because if you've done something for Allah, you have sacrificed something for the sake of Allah, then you will never be alone. Allah is with you. His angels are with you. His servants are with you. And you know, in Surah Maryam we learn that the muttaqeen, those who fear Allah, they will be brought as a waft, as a delegation to meet Allah. As a delegation. So a person who worships Allah alone, who loves Allah, who fears Allah, who prefers the akhirah, that's his goal, to see Allah's face, then he will have company now in the grave and in the akhirah. And the one who forgets Allah, then what happens to him? Even though he's surrounded by people, he is empty inside, he's lonely inside. The one who seeks this world, even though he's surrounded with the pleasures of this world, he is empty in the heart. He will suffer from loneliness, even though he has millions of followers and millions of likes. He will be alone in the grave. He will be alone in the akhirah. And he will be alone in hellfire. Nobody is going to have any pity for him show any mercy to him so worshiping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone what is that the key to success preferring the akhirah what is that key to success let's listen to the recitation of these verses man ihtada fa inna ma yahtadi li nafsi wa man dalla fa inna ma yadillu alayha وَلَا تَزِرُ وَازِرَةٌ وِزْرَ أُخْرَى وَمَا كُنَّا مُعَذِّبِينَ حَتَّى نَبْعَثَ رَسُولًا وَإِذَا أَرَدْنَا أَن نُهْلِكَ قَرْيَةً أَمَرْنَا مُتْرَفِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهَا الْقَوْلُ فَدَمَّرْنَاهَا تَدْمِيرًا وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنَ الْقُرُونِ مِنْ بَعْدِ نُوحٍ وَكَفَى بِرَبِّكَ بِذُنُوبِ عِبَادِهِ خَبِيرًا بَصِيرًا مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْعَاجِلَةَ عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَنْ نُرِيدُ عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَنْ نُرِيدُ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ جَهَنَّمَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ جَهَنَّمَ يَصْلَاهَا مَذْمُومًا مَدْحُورًا وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ وَسَعَى لَهَا سَعْيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَأُولَئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا 
Close your eyes and imagine this eternal bliss. Your every wish at your fingertips and more. Perched on a throne near a stream so serene and exquisite a scene you've never seen. Yet you still dream of more. Gone is pain, gone is fear. Gone is grief, gone are tears. Idle speech you shall never hear. And the prophets make up your social sphere and more. The martyrs righteous and the truthful too. You are from them and they from you. They held tightly to what they knew was true. And to join them, you did too. There's more. Maidens chased to restrain their gaze. Lost in a glance for days and days. Fun and frolic as a child plays. Where the breath that leaves your lips is praise. Of the one who gave you more. Imagine you and your father with ages the same. Imagine showing off your book with no shame. Imagine nights with the Sahaba, their stories to entertain. Imagine Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, knowing your name. What could be there more? Gardens underneath which rivers flow, a goal so far and yet so close, a journey worth taking for those who know. Tell me, do you not wish to go for more? For all the bounties and all the grace, all the sights and the smells and the tastes will be forgotten without a trace, as if frozen in time and space when you see his face. What an excellent master of a miserable slave. You forgot and he forgave. He gave you guidance and you still strayed. You asked for mercy. That he gave and more and more and more. And we want more now. Whereas no matter how much more a person can have now, what is it? It's less because it's fleeting. Where does more matter? In the akhirah. Because وَلَا الْآخِرَةُ أَكْبَرُ دَرَجَاتٍ وَأَكْبَرُ تَفْضِيلًا She didn't have a lot of time to practice and she got very sick and she was in the hospital. So in the hospital bed when she was about to die and people knew that, they were telling her to read Kalima. And she didn't know Quran because she didn't have time to read and stuff. So she was saying, what should I say? Should I say this? Like, la ilaha illallah? Or should I say what they are saying? And they ask, who? Who are saying what? So she said, the ayah of Surah Fajr, Ya ayyuhatuhan nafsul mutma'inna irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatam mardiya fadkhuli fi ibadi fadkhuli jannati. So the name of Islam 
It is very, we cannot ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything because we are Muslim. So she was being told by people to say, La ilaha illallah. But she was saying that somebody else is telling me to say, what should I say or should I say that and they asked her okay. what's that and then she read the ayah so the angels and she had never studied the Quran no she has never subhanallah there is a ayah in Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us a very good deal buy one get one free if you will focus akhra dunya will become automatic exactly Jazakillah for bringing that yes. I mean if you go for akhirah then what do you get it's not like you're going to lose out on dunya. You're going to get that as well. But if you go only for dunya, you never know. You might never even get enough dunya. So aim for the akhirah and get dunya for free. But don't aim for dunya and compromise on the akhirah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.